All right, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back to the E Hunter podcast, everybody. Um, tonight we're gonna have. Uh, actually, I guess I, I gotta go saying tonight. You're probably listening to this podcast during the morning, but uh, on the podcast today I have Seth with me. Seth, you there? I'm here. What's up? Hey, man. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See, you gave me crap about not having you on, you know, there for a little bit, and now I got you like two times in a row here. So I know. I know. It'll about, be good. About time. So, yeah. all right, well, before we jump into tonight's podcast, um, we always, as always, want to thank our sponsor, um, Vortex Optics. Um, they, uh, they help us with everything that we do here at, uh, at eHunter. Uh, really cool guys. Um, one thing I just want to talk about tonight, I got to quit saying tonight because everybody's listening to this no matter what time, but <laughs> um, <laughs> is, I, I don't know if everybody's seen this on Vortex's um, social media pages, but they have just... Um, started putting up some of their fall apparel. And I know a lot of people don't think about Vortex for apparel. I think when you think of Vortex optics, you think of optics. Um, but they have some really cool apparel. You've probably seen it in some of the videos that um, we put up, as well as on our social media. And so um, they have some really, really cool stuff. So as you're getting ready for fall, um, whether it be hunting, whether it be going on a date with the missus, whatever you're doing, um, they have some pretty cool stuff so i got quite a bit of their stuff and um where frequently it's good stuff the thing i like about it is it's like you know a lot of companies put out apparel and it's just kind of crappy stuff but this is like really good comfortable fits well all that kind of stuff so i just want to put a plug in there for the vortex wear stuff Uh, go on their website check out what they have it's really good prices and really good stuff so Wanted to put that out there um, and, and also tell them thank you for everything they do for us here at eHunter. So, all right, let's jump into the podcast. Um, we're going to talk about a, a few different things on this podcast, kind of get you guys updated on what's going on in the, the eHunter world right now. We have a lot going on. If you haven't been paying attention on social media, which we, we try to post as much as we possibly can. Seth, I still need to get your last YouTube video posted up on Instagram, but... Um, if you guys have been looking, we've been posting quite a few videos and quite a few different other things going on. And so we just wanted to talk about uh, a few of the articles that have been really popular lately, talk about some of the YouTube videos that we're doing, and then just kind of see where this conversation goes. So I'm going to kick it off, and um, I do want to talk about our YouTube videos that we've put up. We're really trying to do more on the YouTube side of things. Uh, really be that resource for you guys out there, whether it be gear reviews, whether it be uh, product reviews, how-to videos, um, just entertainment videos as we come into hunting season, then we'll uh, we'll put more hunting videos up. But just trying to be that, that ultimate resource for you guys. And so recently, uh, we've, we've published a couple of, of YouTube videos. So the couple that I did, um, I did a, a product review of gun skins. Um, and I'm going to say this this wasn't a paid product review. Not all of our stuff is going to be paid product reviews. Uh, we're trying to just, you know, if you're looking to do something to your gun, if you're looking to do something for your gear, whatever, um, we want you to be able to come to, to eHunter and get the answers that you're looking for. And so um, did the review on the gun skin. Honestly, actually sitting right here in front of me right now as I'm doing this podcast, and I'm really pretty happy with it. I uh, took the gun out, shot it. Um, no wear and tear on it. Everything's laying down really well. There was a couple of spots that started to come up on me, but um, yeah, for the most part, it's uh, it's laid down really well. I'm using the 
Well, the one I got was the Cryptek Highlander. Actually, no. So it's right there, Cryptek Nomad um, camo. I'm a I'm a big Cryptek fan. I, I love their stuff, and so that's why I put that on my gun. Um, but yeah, it, it's it worked out really well. If you guys have any questions about it, or you want to see like how to apply it, or you know, kind of how it went for me, go ahead and check out our YouTube videos. And um, I think it's probably the third or fourth one down on the list right now. But um, pretty cool product. I, I really uh, I really like it. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I would prefer to to hydro dip it. Seth, do you have any guns that are hydro dipped? I do not. Nope. So I I've got one gun that is. I've got it dipped in uh, King's camo, and um, I mean, it, it's really nice. It it does actually still chip and whatnot as you're you know you're going through mountains, you're hitting limbs and whatnot. It it still will chip a little bit. Um, but it does. It just lays on, obviously, smoother, easier. Um, the only downfall is it just costs more. You know, this this gun skin was sixty five bucks. I don't know what they charged me to do hydro dip, but if I remember right, it was like I think it was like one hundred and eighty dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars, something like that. We could probably verify what that cost. But um, so I mean, if you're trying to save a little bit of money, gun skin is a, is a great way to go. Like I said, it. It covers your gun. I wish I would have put this on in the beginning because my the stock on my Tika is just <laughs> destroyed. Um, I'm not crazy with my guns, but I do take them in the in the back country, and they do scrape on limbs, and I lay them on rocks and all sorts of stuff. So um, I wish I would have put it on to begin with, just to keep the stock in really good shape. But uh, just work to the wise for my next gun, or any of you guys on your next gun. So. So that was one of the videos that I posted up. Check that out. Uh, and then the other one was just an unboxing. Um, and I don't know. You guys have to let us know what your thoughts are on unboxing videos. Um, we did a partner with, with Henry Rifles and um, doing a cool little thing with them. And, and stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of stuff on Henry Rifles. Both Seth and I have some cool stuff coming out about um, different Henry Rifles that we have. And so I just want to do an unboxing just to kind of kick it off and let everybody know kind of what we're doing. And so I explain the details. I explain what I'm planning to do with that uh, gun this year, which is pretty dang cool. You're going to have to watch the YouTube video to find out what it was. But um, you guys have to let us know what you think about the uh, the unboxing videos and if it's something that you guys want to see more of or if you just want the actual uh, review or both or whatever. So, And then, Seth, you've uh, you just published a, a video this last week. I did, yeah. I went out and shot the uh, the old fifty four caliber Renegade that I've got. Uh, tried to get it sighted in for the upcoming muzzleloader hunt. So, which you're headed out on tomorrow, right? Correct. Yes. Nice, <laughs> nice. Seth's one of those lucky guys that's dedicated hunter. I I did that uh, when I lived in Utah before, and I I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I want to do it again. Why do you do it? Uh, so the main reason I did it um, prior to doing it I, I bow hunted a lot um and and bow hunting's fun it's, it's one of my favorite ways to to hunt but uh, i hadn't rifle hunted or muzzleloader hunted in a long time and the dedicated hunter program kind of gave me an in to um be able to go on those hunts again and see if if I still like bow hunting the most or <laughs> if all hunting is good. And I've kind of found that all hunting is good, but that's okay. Um, but that was my main reasoning behind it is I knew I could draw uh, and it would give me, you know, multiple seasons to try to get it done on a, a little bit better 
age class buck. Um, yeah. And of course, the first year I had my son with me, and we took a small buck. But but this year I've been I've been looking for that little bit better buck, and uh, haven't seen much. Seen one nice buck on the bow hunt, and uh, hoping he's back in the the basin I was looking at uh, tomorrow, so I can get him. <laughs> nice. It's cool that that video that uh, Seth posted is it's a cool video. Um, I'm I'm actually impressed, Seth. That, that that thing shoots pretty dang well for what it is. I mean, it's not like this inline, you know, night or uh, Paramount, which is basically just a rifle that you load from the muzzle. But <laughs> right, right. But like you're like legit muzzle loader hunting, like what you traditional, I guess. Is yeah, the traditional right and. And being a, a 54, um, they don't really make all one-piece lead conical bullets anymore, so I mm-hmm. had to switch to uh, the round balls, which is fun, but uh, it was kind of going in blind. We'd never really shot round balls out of this gun, um, and I'm, I'm fairly impressed, you know, to shoot, shoot a round ball and still get reasonably solid accuracy out to 100 yards was uh, fairly impressive for me. I say that's all you can ask out of that gun honestly like the the yeah. group that you were shooting you had a couple that were off a little bit but uh for the most part you were shooting a pretty dang good group there right and i i will be the first one to tell you i'm not the greatest muzzleloader shot um for a long long time i had it hardwired for some reason in my brain that as i pulled the trigger i would jerk my head off the gun to look past the smoke so oh. it took it took a long time for me to just let it happen <laughs> yeah that's the but, hardest thing on a muzzleloader because yeah you shoot and you have all that smoke and you don't get to see well sometimes you don't see what happens after the smoke clear or what, what that smoke's there until it clears and a lot of times that right. deer can be halfway up the mountain or down the mountain by that time yeah and that was the hard part for me so i've gotten better but but yeah i, I had to work quite a ways of just letting it happen so <laughs> well seth you pointed something out to me that so so Seth sent me a little clip of the video, and you can actually see the ball like flying through the air and hitting the target, which is just crazy. Yeah, one of those last uh, last shots. I I didn't realize it at first, and then I was watching it back during uh, editing, and you can see the the round ball come flying in off screen into the, the camera view to hit the box and the target. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. So it was awesome. And you guys will have to forgive us a little bit. You know, we're we're new to this uh, YouTube game, um, so our our videos aren't going to be perfectly edited and have all the cool, I don't even what you call animations and and stuff like that in them. Um, they'll be fairly raw, but um, but that's also a good thing too because then you can you know you can really see how things are, especially as we're reviewing things. Um, we we really want to be very raw with that, be very upfront and honest with you guys, so you can see how it truly is. Um, versus a lot of editing and because you can edit things and make things look I mean Seth could have uh, shot one shot and or maybe punched like five different holes in that target you know and made it look like he was shooting the, the bullseye every single time and uh, that's not how we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna tell it how it is yeah I could have I could have put the box out there at 10 yards and <laughs> shot it a bunch and then moved it back out and been like well I I, I hit it good here you go yeah exactly yep so, and the, and the same thing goes for for cameras and things like that right now i'll be the first one to admit i don't have the the greatest camera set up but i am working to uh, create a better system so that you guys can have a better experience while you're watching our videos 
Yeah, definitely. We're gonna get we're gonna get Seth a 4K camera. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so we're gonna start a GoFundMe. Uh, yes. It'll be. <laughs> I'm kidding. I will give you um, one exclusive video for each person that donates. Hey, there we go. There we go. I don't know want don't want to know what's gonna be on that video, but uh... <laughs> not nothing bad. Nothing bad. Hunting related. Hunting. Oh, related. hunting related. Oh, okay, good thing you clarified yes. that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but we will. We're gonna. Um, we'll continue to work on those and continue to improve them, and um, just bring a lot of stuff for to you guys. Like I said, a lot of it will just be entertainment. You know, as we're doing our different hunts this year, um, we'll uh, we'll post those videos up. You know, shed hunting. I know that's one that a lot of people like to watch, and so we'll do some shed hunting. Maybe we can even get Monty and Curtis to to join in on that. Um, but yeah, we'll try to um, be putting out a video. We'd really like to get to the point where we're doing uh, one a week, kind of like what we're doing with the podcast. Um, but you know, being a two-man crew, it, it does require a, a lot of time, and so we'll uh, we'll do our best. Uh, forgive us if we if we miss a week or whatnot. But I guess one thing I do want to put out there is if there's something that you guys want us to do a review on, or if you have questions about certain things, um, or just want to see something specific, let us know. Um, we can we can definitely you know get something published for you guys to to help you out and uh it'd help out other people as well so don't be afraid to reach out there's so many ways that you guys can contact us whether it be social media commenting on articles commenting on youtube videos whatever the case may be um send those comments be happy to help in any way that we possibly can so check out our youtube page it's just e-hunter um pretty easy to find you'll see our logo on our uh, profile picture and then we just have tons of videos up there and and we've you know we we've published videos for quite some time on eHunter we've just never been very consistent with it um we've actually got videos that have a lot of views you know Curtis has posted up some in the past of fox hunting and mountain lion hunting and and there's some pretty amazing videos so go check those out uh, i think you guys would enjoy them uh read through the comments too they're that's even almost just as enta- entertaining as the videos <laughs> when you have hunting content on youtube it's a it creates a little bit of interest, doesn't it, Seth? Yes. Um, sometimes good. Sometimes um, <laughs> people get easily excitable. So, man, I'll say, I don't know if you have you had a chance to read through some of those those uh, comments, like on Curtis's uh, mountain lion hunt. Oh, the mountain lion hunt had people really riled up. Oh man, that's just <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know what it is about mountain lions. There's some like uh, I don't know if we characterize them or or what it is, but people have this it's, it's just predator hunting in general it's yeah. it's people have a hard time with it for some reason they don't they don't grasp the concept um and it is what it is you know i'm not going to get into a huge uh, <laughs> political off in the weeds but yeah um predator hunting in general i mean we've seen it with our wolf articles and, yeah. and half the time we're not even we're not even stating an opinion on the wolf hunting or anything we're just relaying the news and People want to call us liars and <laughs> everything else. So and that's the thing is we just, we're only yeah we're just putting it out there. We're not even yeah got given an opinion on most of it. So yep. yeah, I don't know what it is, dude. That video that Casey sent us though, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I saw it uh, right before Casey had sent it to me. I watched it. Oh so man, it was pretty pretty crazy. It's probably going to be taken down by the time anybody listens to this podcast, but if you haven't, um, go on YouTube and there's a video of a guy that kills a, a bo- or a, well, kills a mountain lion with a machete. The mountain lion attacks his dog, 
So he busts out this machete and, and kills the mountain lion. I mean, dude, that's savage. Like, that is oh, legit savageness. Yeah. 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 The, I say, the only thing I can ever lay claim to, uh, I guess, killing with, with my bare hands, is, well, the bare hands, but I, I had a raccoon one time when my my stepdad's a houndsman, and we had a raccoon get knocked out of a tree, uh, wounded, and it decided to uh, attack me. So I... Oh. I finished it with a stick, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it uh it was mad. Uh, and houndsmen, you, sometimes you have that happen. You don't. Oh want yeah, to, but it happens. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, a much different ball of wax to uh, <laughs> finish a hundred pound kitty with with a hatchet or a machete. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a whole new level right there. And he like he didn't even think twice about it. As soon as he saw that mountain lion grab his dog, like he was running back behind his trailer grabbing the machete and going i mean he didn't you know there was no questioning about it he was he was after it so if you guys like i said it'll probably be gone by the time this podcast is uh published but if it's not man you guys need to go check it out it is wild so (laughs) oh shoot all right the other things that we wanted to talk about were just some of the the articles that we've had if you haven't had a chance to hop on the e-hunter website ehunter.com um Make sure you're checking that out. We're, we're posting articles every single day, uh, whether it be news, how-tos, just things going on in the hunting world. Um, really good articles that we're, that we're posting up there. But um, just want to talk through a few of them if, if you guys haven't had a chance to, to hop on and, and look at them. Um, the first one I wanted to talk about, it's one that got a lot of attention on, on social media, was um, in Idaho there was a guy that he had a – he had poached a deer and posted. <laughs> People need to learn. My goodness gracious! Well, <laughs> learn don't poach to begin with. But man, if you poach, don't post the pictures of it. So this guy posted pictures of this. I mean, it's a massive deer. I mean, it really good archery buck. And uh, you know, of course, he he's gripping and grinning and and all that. Well, those photos led to uh, led to him getting caught and, and charged with. Uh, with poaching and so we posted up on social media and it went bonkers didn't it Seth? yep it, was, it really did <laughs> it was crazy like um well and, and actually the taxidermist and i go yep. i apologize i can't remember his name do you remember his name off the top of your head Seth? um i think he messaged us through his business i think it was wild river taxidermy. Yes. yeah i think that yep wild river taxidermy so he's actually the one that did the uh the taxidermy on this buck didn't obviously didn't know that it was poached when he did the taxidermy he wouldn't have done it if it if he would have known but um but yeah that's uh that's crazy but it it did it went crazy like there was so many people that were talking about it and um i mean obviously disappointed but it was it was kind of funny to listen to the or to read through the comments that people were posting and so yeah. well and he you know he tried to be slick about it the some of the reasons you know a lot of people we're like, well, why would the taxidermist mount it? You know, if, if he, he had to have known, well, he was kind of slick about it. So he technically had a deer tag, but they found out in the article, and I'm sure Taryn was going to get to this, but he uh, shot it before the hunt started and then retrieved it after the hunt had, had begun. So he had a tag on the animal when he took it to the taxidermist. And, and that's some of the reason that the... Uh, Taxidermers mounted it probably with zero question about what was going on. Yeah, yeah. 
that's the thing is I mean I don't know I guess people are trying to get smart about it and try to be slick about it and get away with these things but man you just in today's day and age it is so hard to get away with it I, I feel like back in the day people did it all the time and no one ever knew and and whatnot but in today's day and age with whether it be social media, whether it be optics, whether it be trail cameras, you just even even your phone. Like people don't yeah. realize that thing's a tracking device. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna go poach on like the wrong unit and there's any question, all they need's a warrant and your phone will tell you where you've been. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Well this guy had been I mean, he'd been doing this for a long time and he'd been busted in, in the past and um, I think you. I, I think in the article we said that he had like a decade of of violations, right? Yeah. So it was weird. They they busted him in 2020 for a bunch of stuff that happened even before this deer tag, or this deer poach, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then because he was busted for these other reasons, they started really looking into this deer. And then once they got his computer. And, and you guys can go read the article, but once they got his computer, they found among the way the picture looked and the deer and things like that, they found that the uploads didn't sync up with the normal hunt dates. And that's what really turned him on to that he had shot it before the the actual legal season started. So crazy. So crazy. I swear, we have more poaching articles than probably any other topic. Wouldn't you think so? Or wouldn't you agree? It, it's gotta be up there. It might not be the most, but it's it's gotta be up there. Man, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about was um, is actually one that I wrote, but uh, and most people probably have heard this now or, or know about it. But um, in Utah, they had uh, regulated or restricted, I should say, campfires and target shooting, obviously because of the fire danger, and they actually just recently lifted that. So just in the nick of time, as we're coming closer to uh, to hunting season starting up, and is is in some of the uh, the game management units, but um, they've lifted that. There's still a couple that still have it in place, but for the most part, it is it's lifted. And so, if you guys have any questions about that, you can hop on our website and and check out the the article that talks about um, the campfire and target shooting restrictions being lifted. But uh, I was excited about that, being a Utah resident now. Um, you know, I can go shoot and practice and. Have a campfire if I want one. Yes, that that would be good because the one spot that I usually use to shoot um, has a little shooting bench and, and just one target, but uh, it was closed during that uh, process. Process, excuse me. So with it being opened again, it'll be nice to be able to go shoot there. So nice, nice. It's kind of how it is for me too. So. I love that one. I I was happy about that one. Anything that has to do with Utah now, it like catches my eye. I always go to that. I, we've had several poaching inc- incidences in Utah. Um, another cool one. Sorry, Seth. I don't mean to, to steal the thunder, but it has to do with Utah. And something that um, we're working on, kind of this this bigger project of trying to help you guys access your hunting points. Uh, the reason this came up was I had somebody reach out and ask how to how to access their hunting points in Utah they're not a resident of Utah and so trying to figure out like how many points they have and and what they need to do and so um, we're putting kind of a collage of articles together of how to access different states hunting points so if you go to their articles it'll give you a kind of a step-by-step process um, on the 
the state's website of where to go, where to click, where to find um, how many points you have in the states that require preference points to, to draw out. And so currently only have Utah done. Um, if you can't tell, we're a little bit biased towards Utah. But uh, I'll have uh, we'll have Colorado, Wyoming, Arizona, Nevada. We'll get them uh, published, all of them published as soon as we possibly can. But um, again, if you're looking for Utah points, hop on there and it'll tell you how many or how to get to the to the uh, spot on the Utah DWR website to tell you how many points you have. So that was another cool one. Uh, sorry, Seth, I'll, I'll shut up now. And let you uh, talk about some <laughs> of the ones you want to talk about. Well, the one I I really want to talk about because I feel like it's been a little bit under the radar um, since it was written was uh, so everybody knows about the uh, the bison coal in Arizona on the Grand Canyon National Park. Um, it was a huge story. We covered a bunch about it, um, but it recently came out that uh, the Colorado governor is trying to convince the National Park Service and the uh, Secretary of the Interior to, instead of culling them and, and having volunteers hunt them or, or shoot them, um, he wants them rounded up, loaded on a trailer, and brought to his state to go onto a wildlife preserve. So he's pushing pretty hard, and, and uh, he's gotten a few... Um, politicians on his side that have wrote some some uh, memos and things to the secretary of the interior to get them to try and not cull these buffalo or bison and uh, move them to a preserve in southeastern Colorado southeastern so down in the plains huh somewhere there it's a uh, it's called what did they call it let's see uh, the southern plains land trust which is a short grass uh, prairie reserve in southeastern Colorado. Interesting. And I apologize; I haven't had a chance to uh, read through that article yet on our on our website. But um, yeah. I, I, I like that better than calling them. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's, gonna be it's weird, <laughs> right? And it and it's weird because to me, when we first covered this this buffalo story. Uh, the, the National Park Service, everybody was very clear that it was not a hunt. It was a cull. But then it kind of blew up and got traction, and a bunch of people were applying for these volunteer spots like it was a hunt. I mean, tons of articles kind of covered it as a hunt, um, and it really got a bunch of anti-hunters upset. Um, <laughs> which I mean, they'll get upset about anything. I was going to say honest. it doesn't take much for that. It to doesn't happen. take much, but I think it, it kind of generated the wrong kind of publicity about it. Um, and, and the National Park Service, to their credit, they have been 100% adamant the whole time. This is a coal. It's not a fair chase hunt. It's not. You're not keeping basically anything. You know that was. They've relented a little bit, but right off the bat when we first covered it, you weren't going to be able to keep anything. No meat, no hide, no horns, nothing. And then they backtracked a little bit and said, well, we'll give you a portion of the meat, but it won't necessarily be from the bison you shot. It's going to come from wherever. Um, and so to me, like I say, I don't necessarily think moving them would be a bad idea. But like you said, the, the manpower and the cost of gathering enough to get on a trailer and move them um, is definitely going to be more expensive. 
that's kind of the bad thing about the governor of Colorado. Again, here comes my bias. Uh, been a resident of Colorado for a while and wasn't a super big fan of uh, the governor there. Um, I think he's, he says a lot of stuff and doesn't think about how it's actually going to be carried out and doesn't think of the cost associated with it. I think he uh, he plays on emotions more than he does you know, really truly looking at it and, and making good sound decisions. So, again, I, I think it's cool. I'd rather him do this than, than Colum. And you know, I, I actually wish I'd put him in areas where we could, you know, build herds and provide more opportunities to hunt. Again, that's expensive. But if, if we're going to move him somewhere, we might as well do that with him rather than just uh, move him and leave him in a in a state trust area and gawk at him when we drive by in our Well, and the, and the bad problem that, that no one thinks about is, that's great, we're moving them. But what happens in 15 years when they've overpopulated the land trust? Exactly. Are you going to exactly. move them again, or are you going to have someone come call them there? Exactly. You're <laughs> going to come call them there. Right. And and so I, I'm completely with moving them, especially like Aaron said, if it was to move them to areas that are open to, to reintroduction and and creating potentially hunting units down the road. Um, and not to toot the state of Utah's horn, but they, they do have a couple areas where they have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and me being the hunter and the, the lover of bison that I am, I would love it if they did it to more places, but there's a lot of reasons why they don't. <laughs> yeah. um, and I won't get into that because I think some of it's BS. But <laughs> yep. I completely, completely agree with you on all of that. So, so. yeah, that was, that was a good one. Any other ones that you wanted to touch on, Seth? Um, you know, there's a few recent ones we've covered, um, you know, there, and and I'm sure you've, some of these guys have seen uh, a few of them, but the, there was a a bow hunter that found lost missing human remains, um, of another hunter from like 53 years ago. You could read that one. That's a really interesting article. Um, two different, you know, a one bow hunter finds the, the remains of another lost bow hunter. Could you imagine? Like that'd be oh. it'd be kind of creepy to be honest yeah. with you if, if yeah. you were to find some you know human remains out, yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. I I've heard stories from people uh, close to me that have had that similar issue happen, um, but I I wouldn't know how to to react. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be a um, weird situation. Yeah, and then like say back to the poaching thing. Um, there was another one we just reported on out of Montana that uh, his uh, his sentence is pretty interesting. I don't want to spoil too much or, or get too deep, but uh, you have to read that one. His his sentencing is is a pretty interesting sentence. So that's that one is at the top of the list. So if you go to the eHunter website, it, it's like the second article that you'll see. So yeah, I agree. Don't don't uh, give that one away. They need to go check that one out. Yeah, it's and when I read it, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's never a lack of entertainment or uh, you know whatnot when you when you get into some of this stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, and word for the wise, don't. Uh, don't take baby animals home with yeah. you and then take pictures of them <laughs> sitting on your couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one, I, uh, I talked to one of my buddies that's a, a sheep biologist on that one. And, uh, he's like, are you kidding me? Like, 
people. Come on now. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they laid it to him and it wasn't even the the police that that got him in trouble. It was the uh the uh his workplace and his uh work housing, I guess. Since he was working there, they were providing housing and once they found out he had brought a a wild animal into the place. They didn't like that very much, so you'll have to read that one too. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of good articles go up lately. So, I mean, like I said, we're always publishing new articles. Um, every day, there's something new going up on the website. So, if you know, I, I was talking to one of the guys in Montana that I've done a podcast with in the past, and he was saying when he gets up in the morning, one of the first things he does is is hop on uh, hop on the websites, and E Hunter's one of those websites, and just to see what's going on in the in the world of uh, hunting and outdoors, and so um, it's a good practice to get in, guys. Hop on the, and see what's going on. Yeah, definitely can help answer questions and probably save you a lot of time and effort if you just hop on there and, and check it out. So, um, yeah, that's I think that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, Seth's headed out on a muzzleloader hunt. Tomorrow, I'm helping out with a, a couple other guys. I don't have a tag in my pocket, but uh, helping out with some other hunts that are that are going on over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, oh, I didn't tell you, Seth, but uh, I might be headed out to help out on a sheep hunt. Uh, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after up nice. on uh, Oak Creek. So, oh, uh, so up, up towards me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've never hunted that area, so it'll be a little bit of a new experience to me but it, it's sheep hunting it's all you know sheep hunting sheep hunting yep. for the most part it's gonna be rugged but nothing more than you wouldn't expect on a on a sheep hunt <laughs> say sheep hunts that's how it is that they like that steep nasty crab just to piss you off so yep yep <laughs> um but yeah the only the only other thing i had is is keep your eyes peeled on the youtube channel uh i've got another one that's supposed to be published this uh i don't know when they'll see the or hear the podcast, but uh, <laughs> it's coming out soon, so keep your eyes on it. So. That's just a good point. Um, we are going to try and do a, a podcast, so you can see the podcast um, on YouTube. Um, you can go listen to the podcast on YouTube. The audio is there, but there's no video at this point. Um, I've kind of got the studio. It's my new name for my little area right here. You get it? You got yeah, a little play on words there, the studio. Um Anyways, getting it set up so that we can start doing uh, some videoed podcasts. Give you know for those that are watching, I know a lot of you've reached out and said, "Hey, you know, I love the, you know having the podcast on YouTube. Would would love to be able to watch something while we listen to it." And so, um, I've had other re- others reach out that you know it'd be helpful for them to to uh, have it on there to watch as well, just a way to consume it in a, in a different way. And so. Working on doing that. Hopefully, we can get that set up um, here in the near future, so that the podcasts are there and viewable. And we'll we'll try to make it as cool as possible. Yeah, I think it'd be helpful, like when we're talking about these kind of things, like podcasts or excuse me, articles or hunts. We'll you know we'll try to splice those clips in there and uh, make it a pretty cool viewing experience. So, plus um, you get to see my ugly face. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try to blur them out so it's not too overpowering. Right. I'm just kidding. Right. Keep keep your children out of view. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, you know, here pretty soon. I guess not soon, but uh, well, hopefully we start building our house pretty soon um, in Kenosha, and so it won't be too far away from where Seth is at. And hopefully, I can talk him into coming down to the studio there and, and recording some podcasts with me there. So, all you got to do is take me hunting and feed me, and I'll be there. 
That's all it takes. <laughs> Hunting and food. That's all it takes. You don't need anything I'm else easy. in this life. Well, maybe one uh, other thing, but we can't talk about that thing. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> PG, PG rating. And all That's that. right. We'll keep it clean. So, cool, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, make sure you're subscribed to it. Um, and and please, you know, this is a free platform. You can go, you know, we're not charging you guys anything to listen to this this podcast. All that we ask is that you do share it with those around you. Um and then also let us know what we can do better. You know, we, we want to be, like I said, we want to be the ultimate resource to you guys and um, let us know how we can help in any way to, to be that for you. So, all right, we will catch you next week on the podcast. See you guys. See ya. <laughs>